Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. As we finish out the year on KFI, a lot to do this hour. I'm going to get to um, talk of what's happening, beach closures and these huge waves. Also, uh, the Nikki Haley Civil War continues to, uh, is our comments on that, the ripple effects. And I'll give you a take on that. I mean, I think in a way, Nikki Haley was smart and yet in this new media landscape where there's so much social media etc her political acumen and smartness it comes back to bite her but eh, more on that uh, later in the hour the worst political predictions of the last year i will share a few with a very high profile bad political predictions and economic predictions in the last year uh now <laughs> Can we, I I was talking to Eric, Deborah, last night, I did something I've never done before. What'd you do? I sat courtside, I mean, and as Eric says, on the wood. Feet on the wood. Feet on the wood at the Lakers game. Oh my gosh, who do you know? I'm so jealous. Unreal. And, uh, Must be nice to be you. Well, it was last night anyway. (laughs) Most of the time it's not uh, a party. But the deal last night is... You walk in, you've got this ticket and pass. They, It's a whole different life for those people who are... They just renovated uh, the arena, too. Oh, and they have this, again, uh, massive buffet. You went to the patio? 
Is that um, is that what they call it? Or I think so. It yeah. was indoors. It was a like I thought it was like called a like Club Three Hundred and Sixty or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's you know all of these different foods, and there's a, a full bar. And by the way, and I said so. I ordered drinks for the table, etc. And I said, I said, how much is it? I have my card. He said, no, 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 don't charge. It's all included. Ah, nice. Okay, so uh, it's that vibe, and I'll get to uh, the actual game itself in a second, just, you know, what my experience was with it. And then I've got to, you know, it's on right now. If I could just put it on here, but you've got to be, you know, you've got to be like a, I don't know, Stephen Hawking to change the damn channels in the studio. It's so hard. It's ridiculous. So that infrared, that, that actually is no good because it bounces off this thing. And So anyway, Eric, maybe you can help me. I want to watch this Lakers because I'd like to see the back of my head there. I think I actually did see you right after you walked out of the studio. Were you like two seats over from a guy with white hair and a ball cap? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah I know exactly where you're it. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're right on the end kind of right there. I think there are only a couple of people... To our right, as you've, um, as you've, anyway, as we come into the arena, though, something happened that Lakers fans, I mean, people who've really followed the franchise for a while, may be sort of struck as, it struck me anyway, as a little odd. And here's what it was. We're coming into the arena and, you know, this side entrance where you're then about to do all that stuff I just mentioned. And in front of us is Diane Cannon. Oh. Now, yeah, thank you. See, Eric knows Diane Kennedy. Yeah. She's like one of the top 10 Laker fans of, you know, the... It's like her and Jack Nichol Nicholson, like 1A, 1B type stuff. Thank you. Exactly. So I'm thinking, oh, this is unreal. It's almost like, go it's like going into the arena with Laker fan royalty almost. And the dude who was checking tickets didn't know who she was. <laughs> He was probably some 21-year-old working at the arena. And, and here's the only reason I know it is because she's on the phone. She's got somebody on the speaker, okay? So there's a call going on between Diane Cannon and somebody else who's on the speaker. And she's going, yeah, Marianne, I'm going into the, I'm going to the arena. Hold on one sec. I don't have my, I don't have my, and she's talking to the ticket guy. And he goes, yeah, well, I can't let you in without the, and I say, hey, she's a legend. You can, She is Laker legend. You should let her in. And... She looks behind her, but she never, and then he does let her, and then she said to her phone, Marianne, tell them I, I, I'm somebody. Will you tell them I'm somebody? <laughs> and ultimately, he did let her in. She never acknowledged us behind her, the people Aww. who were yelling, you know, let her in. What a uh, typical L.A. moment. It was, yeah, it was terrific. It was, it was so terrific. It's a perfect way to start off the Lakers experience, you know. And then, as I say, walked in to that, huge area where there's just, you know, hot and cold running everything, food, beverages, et cetera, and you walk out onto the court. And, man, I mean, if you've never done it before, which I hadn't, it's it's spectacular. You feel like a player. You know, there's the energy of of the arena and the colors and the sounds. And it's just – and it's so bright. And the players – it. It was so cool. I felt like a Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> How much bigger in person did everybody look than they do on TV? Uh, you're right about, I mean, the implication is, you know, is correct. They they look so much stronger. Yeah, it's, it's like, you yeah. know these guys are professional athletes and, and they're big people, but seeing them in person, it's a whole nother thing. Yeah, and it wasn't even just the height. It's just that they look like really powerful dudes. 
And I mean, like just real, as you say, athletes, you know, start. To, the other thing that they do is they see the court so well. They you get a little bit of that. I remember uh, when Kobe was around going to a Lakers game and I didn't I was nowhere near the court, but I was still able to see that Kobe saw the game and saw plays unfold in a way that others on the court who were playing with the Lakers just didn't. You could see that guy's better than the other guys. And here I would say you could just see how everybody on the court was had tremendous peripheral framework in taking in what was happening. The passing, they threw the ball so hard and <laughs> and they still just yanked it down. It was it was spectacular. I mean they're just so immensely talented, obviously, but when you're that close, you really do get another another sense of it. And then, of course, the Lakers uh, crushed. So, how how was it getting to hear what was happening on the court? Oh, that was you can, yeah. you can see everything happening on the court, but when you actually get to hear it without the mics and you hear it in real time, what was that like? Yeah, I, I think that's a really great uh, point. It, it's uh, it just comes to life. You hear them shouting or calling or yeah, over communication. There and there's so many ways they communicate. You know, they communicate by shouting, or they just communicate with sort of subtlety. You know, as they bring the ball down the court, for example, uh, it was it was the coolest. So, and again, I feel like maybe that was a one-off. Don't think it's ever going to happen again. But you're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM six forty. We're going to talk about what's happening at the Southern California beaches and all along the California coast in a second. We are uh, the John Colbelt Show. John returns next week. Mark Thompson sitting in. I was just mentioning the Lakers thing, and just to round, round it out, I, I didn't look. I mean, I feel like, Eric, you might know. How much are those seats where you're right on the floor? Uh, I'm going to... Yeah, I just I'm gonna remind everybody, you pay, for, you pay for, in addition to just sitting right there on the floor, you pay for nothing. They're, yeah. they're giving you drinks, food, anything. And they're coming access. around. They're coming around. Literally, there's a waitress coming around saying, can we get you anything? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ballpark it against the the Charlotte Hornets last night. Probably anywhere between seventy five hundred and ten thousand dollars a seat. Yeah, wow. I mean, Shannon, Shannon Sharp. He's a he's a he's a host on ESPN. Sure. He said earlier this year he spent three hundred thousand dollars for the season for courtside tickets for the Lakers. So that's wow. that's three hundred thousand for the season. So divide that up between forty one home games. And and you so can, you're right. So the yeah, so your numbers actually pencil out. Did you look, Richie? Can you see? Yeah, let me check. The um, I'm just curious if you wanted to, you know. Again, I think these were you know this came through media or something. You know what I mean? It, um, but uh, I it, it didn't hit me until today. Like, how much are these? Uh, anyway, yeah, it's it, it's an insane experience and uh, was pretty cool. So. But when Richie, when you find out, let me so know. courtside for the Heat game coming up on the third. I bet that's really expensive. On, on SeatGeek, the most expensive is sixteen thousand. The least expensive is sixty four hundred for courtside. Crazy. So if you wanted a sixty four hundred, where does that put you on the floor? Like, is one end worth? It doesn't matter or not. That's row one, like courtside. No, I get it, but I mean, like, when you why would one be sixty four hundred and the other be ten thousand? Um, I mean, within the floor seats, is there one better than another? I guess is what I'm asking. I don't think so. I, I don't think, think so either. This yeah. is also a secondary site, so it's not. Uh, this is someone else selling. Oh, a selling it right. So there's yeah. they, it's what they want to get for it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, uh, wild, wild. We are getting a huge 
rogue waves hitting Ventura and Orange County. In fact, uh, high surf, and there are high surf warnings. You heard Deborah mention it in her newscast. Massive surf at Southern California beaches. There have been pure closures as a result. You've probably seen that rogue wave hit Ventura County because it's all over social media. If you have Instagram or TikTok or whatever, they're, like that's the viral video of the moment. Lifeguards and first responders out at Seal Beach early this morning. Large waves are spectacular to see. Like so many things in nature, it's, uh, in a weird way, it's wondrous, it's awesome, it's powerful, but you don't want to go anywhere near them because of these rogue waves. And they can, all of a sudden, some situation that seems controllable is no longer controlled. So they tell you, stay on the berm, stay away from the water when the waves are this size. It only takes a split second for you to get sucked out, and then it is trouble the rogue wave video from ventura if you haven't seen it i recommend it um you see people running into and into town if you will i mean away from the beach and uh you know hermosas uh, shut down manhattan beach is shut down because of when i say shut down i'm talking about the piers because of these waves so a lot of lifeguard activity, they've increased staffing and, and such, but still it's, it's very tricky. And coastal flood advisories will be in effect through Monday. Meantime, Nikki Haley is trying to clarify the Civil War comments because she's getting a lot of backlash. Social media has hurt what would be normally, I would say, almost a kind of, and you'll pardon me for saying this, I'm not saying I endorse it, but I'm saying it's smart. What she said, she didn't want to talk about the Civil War being related to slavery. Now, you can say, well, how can you leave slavery out? It was clearly the centerpiece of the entire. Okay. The reason you do is because you're a South Carolinian, former governor of that state, and your constituency still thinks that the war is on, right? There's the entire backlash about Civil War memorials and the you remember the controversy was punctuated by Nikki Haley herself, as I recall, not wanting to take down the Civil War monuments. And then later she did. So now you hear about how I was out in front taking down the Civil War monuments. But the truth is, it's a confused picture for her politically, I'm talking about. So you're running, if you're Nikki Haley, in the GOP primary. And so you're trying to handle. GOP constituencies, many of which are in states where this isn't such a open and shut case when it comes to the Civil War. They still call it the war between the states. They don't even want to call it the Civil War down there. If anybody knows anybody in any of these states, you know that it can be a, they call it states' rights. They call it a lot of things, but it's really code for slavery. So she's doing that, which again, politically is smart. But because social media and the media landscape is what it is, she really has a lot of questions to speak to. And so now you get to uh, the role of government um, and rights and freedoms. That's code for the rights and freedoms to keep slaves in the South. So and that was that's the shorthand on Nikki Haley and why I say 
watched. As a politician, I mean, you may not like it, but that's sort of the reality, and that's why it's sort of smart. And so she bites back on the slavery questions. You know, what do you want me to say about slavery? Uh, so, and the other thing I would say, it, it really, they talk about it being a plant or whatever. It, it's not really that tough a question to do a dance on, you know. Um, but she had to do a political dance. And the rest of these guys who are sitting there sort of watching this happen and watching her sink, uh, they don't. And so for that reason, you have a lot of people piling on. And that's why Nikki Haley is in the barrel for the moment. Will it affect her? No, not in the GOP primary. It won't. I mean, this, again, is a, a truly uh, one week story. I don't think that Nikki Haley is going to have to own this in any kind of enduring way in the days ahead. And as I say, if you just play the pure politics of it, I kind of understand it. The worst political predictions of the last year. We'll review a few of those and the worst economic predictions. Uh, they are wild. I'll share some of those with you as well. When we come back, we'll get into that. And we still have, as we continue, we have no guests but Jason Nathanson. Isn't that right, Richie? That is right. We'll finish the show with some movie talk. So, uh... That's still way ahead, just to give you a sense of the, you know, that's the that's the plan on down the way. It's the Cobalt Show. Mark Thompson sitting in for John on KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM640. Mark Thompson here for John Cobell. John returns Tuesday. Watching these huge waves that have already hospitalized 30 people. Is that it? Or eight people? Eight people, 30-foot waves. Yeah. Now you see why I'm not doing the news breaks, because it would be a little... Two uh, people in critical condition. Jeez. And these people who are... They were just there along the coast observing the waves, and they were sucked out? Is that what we... Yeah. And, you know, I have had nightmares of tsunamis, and this one guy who was there said that he he thought that it was going to be a tsunami. I mean, that's how crazy it was. Wow. Well, the you know, when you see those tsunami videos from oh. that enclave, I mean, that was, it's incredible. Terrifying. Nature is so powerful. Gosh. I mean, but, and, and it is almost, it is a sight to behold. And yet, if you're beholding it too much, you know, you're going to end up paying a huge price. So there is a... Another storm coming? Is that what's happening? I know it's hitting Northern California. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. So late tonight, we'll we'll probably see rain. See rain tomorrow, and then maybe Sunday. Not really for for New Year's Eve, and then another storm, more rain. I should say is going to come next week, Wednesday, Thursday. And the rain is great because of what we you know what we need in all these different ways. But man, the attendant problems. Ugh. Um, the world of Politics and economics is filled with predictions. The world of everything is filled with predictions. We love predictions. But the absolute worst political predictions of the last year, uh, you may remember. Um, the, well, I'll give you one very high-profile one. You remember the guy Larry Kudlow? He served in the Trump administration. He was his director of economics or his, um, he wasn't his commerce secretary. That was uh, Wilbur Ross, but he was his economic advisor Kudlow was well known to Trump because he was on CNBC a lot you know he really was a television personality he was on Fox News Channel um, I think right before he moved into the Trump administration anyway he predicted last year at the end of March he predicted March 30th of uh, of this year I should say these are all the worst predictions of this past year he speculated about the legal jeopardy involving former President Donald Trump. Larry Kudlow said with utter certainty, it looks like Trump will not be indicted. He said this on Fox Business Channel. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg cannot indict a ham sandwich. The case against Trump is so thin. Within an hour of Kudlow's proclamation, reports broke that a grand jury had indeed voted to indict the former president. 
And there were, as you know, in that indictment, 34 counts. There will be a recession in 2023, predicted by a whole lot of people. CNBC on October 10th of 2022 said J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon warns the U.S. is likely to tip into recession in the next six to nine months. Bloomberg, October of that same year. Forecast for U.S. recession within year hits 100% in blow to Biden. This is October of 2022. The Economist wrote in November of 2022 why a global recession is inevitable in 2023. Wall Street chorus grows louder, warning that 2023 will be ugly. Big banks predict recession. Fed pivot in 2023. Jamie Dimon warns of new economic storms ahead, and so on. I mean, there are lots of them. And... There was no recession in 2023. I mean, far from it. The economy's booming in a lot of measures. When third quarter GDP growth is above 5%, the Fed, who I think endured a lot of what I thought at the time was appropriate criticism about how they were raising rates so quickly, they seem to have engineered this soft landing. Inflation has dropped by roughly six percentage points since June of last year. Job growth is good. Unemployment rate you know, uh, three and change. Joe Biden will face a serious primary challenger was a prediction made by Karl Rove. He made it January 4th of this year. They talk about rampant inflation. He's overmatched on the international stage. His presidency will end after one term. It's malaise. This is, you heard a lot of it, but Karl Rove was leading that parade. Here was his quote. Mr. Biden declares that he's running for re-election. A significant Democrat realizes the danger this represents, a la Ted Kennedy 1980 runs. I have to say, that's not an awful prediction, but it's wrong. Biden's poll numbers are anemic, right? He's in bad shape in terms of popularity polls, but there's no significant Democrat that's going to challenge him. He's not going to face anything like, for example, Jimmy Carter did in 1980. So that goes in the incorrect column. In the world of media, the CEO of CNN, the chairman and CEO, this guy Chris Licht, it was predicted Chris Licht ain't even close to done yet. As they changed everything at CNN, you remember they went digital. They got Chris Wallace from Fox News Channel. They moved him to his own digital platform that collapsed quickly. Chris Licht ain't even done yet. He was out two days after that prediction was made. Kevin McCarthy won't be elected speaker. He'll drop out, predicted by Donna Edwards, in January of this year. And it took a while, 15 rounds of voting, but Kevin McCarthy was elected speaker. Now, McCarthy will last a full two-year term as speaker was a prediction from Kevin McCarthy, of course. After being elected, Kevin McCarthy was asked how confident he was that he'd have the job for a full two-year term. And he said, a thousand percent sure. It'll be a two-year term. 
And as you know, he was ousted less than 10 months later. When Tucker Carlson was fired, it was predicted by Glenn Beck that that will be the end of Fox News. And the network continues to thrive. After Tucker's firing, and they paid their $787 million to Dominion, but they are still going strong. And so it is. These predictions come and go. You heard about housing and rental prices and how they were going to come down this year. And that was wrong. I mean, inflation has come down a lot, but the price we're paying for housing and rent has not come down. And as you know, one of the reasons is there's just not a lot of inventory. So when you have limited inventory, it keeps prices high. Anthony Scaramucci predicted Trump will run, but he will drop out. Here was the quote. I know President Trump's personality reasonably well. He was the White House communications director for a while. Under Trump, as you're, I mean, it was a short while. I think he was, was he there 10 days or something like that. But he said, quote, he does not like this. He's stressed about it. And I'm going to say something contrarian on your show. I think he ends up eventually dropping out of the race, Scaramucci said. Trump is not only not dropping out of the race, he is the leading candidate to take the GOP nomination. A lot of that. Trump will run but drop out for a plea deal. Scott Galloway said that. Barbie will flop because it's too woke, said Ben Shapiro in July. And uh, I don't need to tell you what happened with Barbie. He said it's going to fall off a cliff. The repeat business on this movie is going to be non-existent, Ben Shapiro said. It became the highest grossing film of this past year. 636 million. It was a global phenomenon. So, hey, I give these people, all of them credit for, you know, getting out there with some bold predictions. But, you know, ultimately, predictions are right or wrong. And a lot of these bold predictions were not rewarded by being right. That's the story on the worst economic and political predictions of the last year with a dash of show business at the end. For Barbie. When we come back, a quick update on what's happening with uh, Maine and Colorado and Trump on the ballot, and then we will button out politics for the day. Pierce Brosnan is in the news. And we had a little bit of a question around Pierce Brosnan here at KFI. I will share that with you as well. And nurses in a new kind of pay agreement that is bringing on lawsuits. All of that still to come. It's the John Cobalt Show. Mark Thompson sitting in on KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. Mark Thompson here for John Cobalt. John gets back on Tuesday. I don't think I don't think he went out of town. I think he kind of just hung out, you know, knocking around. He can bounce between his estate here in town and there's a state up in the mountains they live the good life they do yeah john is not a he's not a showy guy which i like about him and uh, his wife also not showy but she dictates the agenda <laughs> you know she she'll have him going to all these different places and she's very generous always opens the doors to us you know 
I hear about your your dinners at that fancy schmancy restaurant yes. on the West Side. Yeah, of course, I'm very, I put the schmancy in fancy schmancy. Yes, you do. Uh, but uh, she's always very nice trying to get to, uh, us to go to the, up to the, to the lake, you know, to the, which would really be something I would like to do as the weather gets better. Now, of course, if you're going up to the mountains, it's going to get tricky, according to Deborah, beginning tomorrow night. So, yeah, no. snow, snow, snow for the uh, new year. Well, those of you who wanted to see it, you'll be happy. The former president is back on the ballot in Colorado. Donald Trump, he was removed from the ballot. And then what happened? Well, there's sort of a an appeal. And the appeal is to sort of, there's been a stay on this removal. And essentially to, uh, until this is totally resolved, the appeal is, he'll go back on the ballot. So... Uh, the Supreme Court will likely overturn taking him off the ballot anyway, so this is all interesting. And uh, it's not, Im believe me, it's not an unimportant exercise, but I'm just saying at the end of it all, it's likely that you know Donald Trump will be on the ballot in all 50 states. So uh, the uh, removal even from Maine, which made news yesterday by the Secretary of State. And that's the difference. You know, in Colorado, there was actually a, a court process. There was due process. There was evidence. There were arguments. There were lawyers involved. In the case of Maine, it was just the Secretary of State, which I think is dangerous. You know, I'm not necessarily a fan. Again, it's not as though I'm out there with a MAGA sign at all, but I do feel as though you can't just have one person, the Secretary of State, sort of by uh, personal fiat, take somebody off the ballot. Anyway, so they barred Donald Trump from the ballot. This just happened yesterday, Maine did, being the second state to block the former president from running again because of his actions before and during the January 6th attack on the Capitol. But now they have stayed that. And so it'll all get kicked to the Supreme Court. And ultimately, again, I think he'll be back on the ballots regardless of what decisions were made prior. So these are unique challenges and truly unique. I mean, this has never been used, this constitutional pushback on a candidate's appearance on the ballot. But in this case, uh, the, the way we worked elections in this country, essentially state by state, and because all the states have control and different sorts of controls over who is on the ballot, how they're on the ballot, how the ballot is presented, how the election goes down. Uh, that's why the processes were different in Colorado and Maine. So it'll all go to the Supreme Court. As I say, now in this state, I think this is smart. The Secretary of State is including President Donald Trump, the former president, on the certified list of candidates. Shirley Weber getting a lot of political pressure to reject Trump's candidacy. We are, after all, a largely Democratic state, right? But uh, the and, and, you know, you certainly had, a I suppose, a template for it in, in Maine and Colorado. But no, Trump will remain on the ballot here. And the idea is, hey, you don't like the guy. Then vote against him. But the and, and the quotes around it were essentially uh, not speaking to whether or not he was engaged in insurrection. It was more that this is. Um, uh, this is not the way that California wants to proceed. And so 
the Secretary of State will not remove Donald Trump from the primary ballot. You'll be able to vote for him here in California. It's uh, remarkable how how politics has been transformed because of everything going on in a fight for sort of what you would consider and is being pitched as, you know, the soul of America. And both sides feel as though GOP and Democrats as though they are in a fight for that soul. And so I think in that service, you know, trying to make that happen, they very much concern themselves with, you know, almost the ends justify the means in a way. And I hate that. You know, you'd like the system to decide who holds office. You'd like the people's voice to be heard. And so to whatever extent that's possible, it would be nice to see everyone who can qualify for candidacy actually appear on the ballot. Now, there are those who would say, hey, you know, this guy was behind this insurrection. He literally tried every means possible to overturn the results of the last election. And for that reason, he doesn't deserve to be on a ballot. I mean, that was the argument. But the other argument is, okay, well, then vote against him. <laughs> but the X's and O's of it, is, I think, are indisputable. And I think the Supreme Court will ultimately make it very clear that Donald Trump will appear on the ballots in all 50 states. There is a new fee for Santa Ana renters. And this statistic about homeless encampments and communities in California blows me away in a way. And in another way, I kind of understand it because I think if I were homeless or unhoused, I would maybe cheat toward California as a place to be. Between the new ordinance for Santa Ana renters and the nation's homeless, there is a nexus. There is a place where they overlap. We'll tell you about that next. John Caldwell Show, Mark Thompson sitting in on KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.